From WUB News, you're listening to The Outlet, where campus meets community. I'm Grace Warner. And I'm Abby Grise. Each week on The Outlet, we bring you stories from the Athens and Ohio University communities. Coming up, we'll give you all the details on the relocation of the Southeast Ohio History Center. We'll also tell you about President McDavis's impact on Ohio University and introduce you to a freshman comedian who is already making waves in a stand-up comedy club on campus. Ryan came in and he's been doing stand-up since I think he was like 14 or something and as like this little kid. And I, I, I did stand-up very for like a little bit in high school but didn't have it nearly uh, coming into my freshman year, not nearly as much of the experience as he does. We'll give you all the details and more coming up right here on The Outlet. The Southeast Ohio History Center is changing its location from a small spot on North Court Street to the old First Christian Church in Athens. The Outlet's Beth Greenman has more details on the relocation. West State Street is occupied by a moderate amount of traffic. It lies just off North Washington and Court Streets. 24 West State Street is the former home of the First Christian Church, Disciples of Christ. Currently, the building is undergoing renovations as it goes through some big changes because a museum is taking the church's old place. For the past decade, the Athens Society Historical Museum has been running out of room. It has a collection of almost 70,000 artifacts, mostly comprised of donations from members of Athens County. Its home of 35 years on 65 North Court Street simply cannot do the job anymore. The museum found its new home when the first Christian church went on sale. There was some interest by others in possibly converting it to student housing or demolishing it, building student housing, and the uh, board of directors at the uh, Historical Society saw an opportunity to not just get more space, but also to preserve an important piece of local history and a beautiful architectural example of a century-old building. That was History Center Executive Director Tom O'Grady describing the process. With the move, the museum also changed its name to the Southeast Ohio History Center. This is the result of a desire to focus on regional history instead of just Athens history. We all have a common heritage and the, the county lines are sort of arbitrary political boundaries that don't change the cultural and historical experience of the people on either side of the line. The first exhibit the center is planning on having is a World War I exhibit that shows the changes the war brought to Southeast Ohio and America. Additionally, a quilts exhibit is in the works. Center employees and interns are working on creating an online database for all the museum's artifacts. There is hope of sharing artifacts amongst the center and other historical societies in Southeast Ohio in order to better preserve the region's history. We're losing our history every day. We lose important historic buildings. They disappear right before our very eyes. Sometimes we're paying attention, sometimes we're not. Sometimes we struggle to save them and fail. Every once in a while we might succeed. The center works to preserve that history, just as it did with buying and preserving the church building. The First Christian Church is a place where all are welcome. It has been in existence since 1916, but as the congregation size has dwindled over the years, it has gone back and forth on whether to sell the old building. In the end, it was the more practical decision for the church to sell. Interim pastor Jeff Bartlett explained that the decision to sell was hard, but the fact that the History Center will honor the building helps. 
Congregation has some fond memories, cherishes the building, and is really glad that the History Center is, are the ones that have, have purchased it. That they will continue to honor it and, and use it well and allow it to be of service to the community. The congregation is smaller than it had been, so they're looking for some way to move to a different place, get a fresh start, and go from there. According to its agreement with the History Center, the church is allowed to hold its Sunday services in its old building for the next three years. In the meantime, the church will continue to look for its new home. The center opened at its new location in August and is already having events and programming. It is looking to reopen exhibits in mid-April. History tells the story of how society has gotten to where it is now. The preservation of history is a vital part of the world. People cannot know who they are and where they are going without knowing where they come from. Places like the Southeast Ohio History Center ensure that the preservation that is so needed is maintained. Its new space that provides it with more room will better equip it for its immensely important job. For The Outlet, I'm Beth Greenman. In part one of a two-part story on OU's President Roderick McDavis, our reporters Ali Eldridge and Brooklyn Donachi cover his impact at the university in honor of his final year. We'll conclude our program and then we will move inside to... President McDavis is standing under a tent on a cold and rainy October day. He is speaking to a small crowd of people who have gathered in front of Cutler Hall to celebrate the building's 200th anniversary. Though the weather is gloomy, he is as upbeat as ever. Dr. Roderick McDavis, an Ohio University alum, will be completing his 13th year as president on June 30, 2017, making him the longest-serving president at a public university in Ohio. President McDavis announced his stepping down on March 10, 2016, but has confirmed with the Athens News that he will be holding off on retirement and seeking employment elsewhere. During his time here, it is certain that he has impacted people on campus. A couple of people who have gotten to know the president had nothing but kind words to say about him. So when I got my Ph.D., he was the president on my diploma, so that's really cool. Dean of Students Jenny Hall-Jones talks about working with President McDavis for his entire 13-year tenure, both as a student and a co-worker. I've always worked under President McDavis in his tenure here, but it's probably been since I have worked in the Dean of Students office and become the Dean of Students that I've become closer with Dr. McDavis and got to know him more. And then, of course, last year when I served as the interim vice president, I was a direct report, so he supervised me for a year. Yeah, it was really great. It's a great opportunity. McDavis has made a lasting impression on faculty and students alike during his time at the university. Student Senate Chief of Staff Landon Lama, a junior who has gotten to work with the president personally, speaks on Dr. McDavis's support of the students after he approved a task force on diversity and inclusion. So I think that's like one of the newest items that I've been impressed with is like him giving us the ability to form our own task force, um, but like has the full scope of his office so it has the backing of him which is super important because he's like putting his neck out on the line for us. Landon went on to speak about President McDavis's bond with students. He doesn't forget you once you meet him. Now every time I see him he stops, he talks and I think he does that with most students he meets or if he doesn't even have not even met him he'll stop, chat. I think what I will miss most is his support and his, like, building us up to be better. This is bond with students. students. Dean Hall-Jones also remarked on the president's friendly relationship with students, mentioning that Dr. McDavis is not shy about taking selfies with anyone who asks. Anytime you see him, you could say, President McDavis, can I get a selfie with you? And he will, he will do it. I see it on Halloween every year. 
When asked about what she'll miss the most about the president, she had charitable words regarding him. He knows what's right. He's a really strong ethical and moral center. And so I think I'm going to miss that because sometimes people, something will happen. He was just this calm, always a very calm voice. And to have that calm presence that makes everybody kind of center themselves about what we're really about, I'm probably going to miss that. It's what I've learned the most, and it's what I'm going to miss the most. I'm going to look back at my career at Ohio University, and one of the highlights is going to be getting to know Dr. McDavis and the fact that I was able to be supervised by a president and, and know that I was close enough with him that we text each other emojis. Like, not everybody gets to do that. While President McDavis will be missed, he is moving on to an exciting new chapter of his life, and so must we. A search team has been assembled, and they are currently in the process of searching for candidates suited to be the university's next president. Keep an ear out for part two on what the school is looking for in our 21st president. For The Outlet, I'm Allie Eldridge. Recently, there have been creepy clown sightings all over the country, causing anxiety in many communities. But what about right here at Ohio University? The Outlet's Anna Hoffman tells you why there really isn't that much to worry about, especially during Halloween this weekend. <laughs> it is Wednesday, October 5th, and freshman Alexa Goldstein is walking home after a night of fun here at OU. A car pulled up next to her, and she looked inside to see someone dressed as a clown. Alexa was scared because she had no idea what the clown was going to do. I was walking on North Congress Street, and this guy was in a Jeep. It didn't have the doors or the top on it. He had a clown mask on, and he stopped his car, like pulled over next to me, just leaned out and said hi, and then drove off and laughed at me. Alexa said that she did not feel threatened by the clown, so she did not call the police. So far, on campus, there have been two reports about clowns around campus. One was near Voight Hall, and it was uh, an individual like, scaring people near the building. Um, we were able to respond and talk to the person um, who was just, I guess, having some pre-Halloween fun. And so they got a warning for disorderly conduct and went on their way. And the other one was uh, a clown sighted near Morton Hall, I think. And uh, when we arrived, there was nobody there, so we weren't able to get to the bottom of that one. That was Lieutenant Tim Ryan with the Ohio University Police Department. He says the department is taking clown reports seriously. According to USA Today, clowns have been cited at Penn State University, Georgia Southern University, and the University of Kansas. At these campuses, there have been some more threatening attacks happening, including a clown hunting riot at Penn State University. So, with the Halloween block party coming up, some people in and around campus might expect OU to get a large share of red noses, colored hair, and floppy shoes. The OUPD says they know what they will be looking for with the clown situation and will be on alert. So for me, most importantly, it's um, you know keeping weapons away from people. So um, we would certainly take calls more seriously where there are weapons involved. And we always give the advice that if you're coming to... Um, enjoy the festivities in Athens for Halloween, don't bring fake weapons with you because they could be mistaken as real weapons. For The Outlet, I'm Anna Hoffman. One Lancaster drag group is bringing drag shows to southeastern Ohio. My co-host Abby will tell you why Miss Onyx Ohio is more than meets the eye. 
Lady Devana is performing in Ohio University's Baker Theater, dressed in an ensemble made entirely of rainbow feather boas, complete with a large headpiece. But Lady Devana is also known as Daniel when out of costume. He performs in drag with the drag troupe he started almost two years ago, Miss Onyx Ohio. You know, it's an expression. It's an expression to be themselves in the community. Miss Onyx Ohio is a group that puts on drag shows around the southeastern Ohio area and donates their proceeds to different charities. That's an art for me, and I know as other entertainers, they consider that as an art and an expression of self. You know, and so why not bring that out to the community and give back? Many people who did drag in the southeastern Ohio area did not have anywhere to perform nearby until Miss Onyx, Ohio. Karma Chaos feels bringing drag to a more rural area will help normalize something people might not be used to. For me, like, bringing it mainstream will make it more like we're not like those weird type things who, like, only does it for different things. I want people to realize that drag is just like a form of art, so it helps bring, hopefully make people happy and bring a smile to people's face at the end of the day. The OU LGBT Center and Miss Onyx Ohio partnered up to bring a drag show to Baker Theater this past weekend. That's the sound of OU Dean of Students Jenny Hall Jones helping Vice President of Student Affairs Jason B. Pina apply his lipstick. That's right, lipstick. The OU higher-ups participated in the show, performing a drag duet of Ain't No Mountain High Enough. Yeah. Oh, I do yeah. feel like yeah. one of the things we need to do is fully participate with people and not just say we're part of certain parts of our community, that you actually have to show up and not just show up in the audience. While it was a special night for some OU leaders, it was another day on the job for many of the drag queens, including Star. To me, it's fun. I mean, some people consider it work, but to me, I consider it having fun because I get to dress up, put makeup on, and get on stage. <laughs> and I got paid for it. The fun atmosphere is definitely evident throughout the performance, but so is the atmosphere of acceptance. Audience members cheer and sing along and even tip some of the queens during their performances. It's clear that behind all the hair and makeup, there's an extremely supportive and open community. For The Outlet, I'm Abby Grisey. Most college underclassmen are worried about choosing what career they want to pursue in the future. But our reporter Maddie Young tells us how one freshman is earning an education while balancing a comedy career. Now, on the second night of shows, our guest comedian didn't show up. It's supposed to be me, guest, headliner. I looked at the owner, Aaron, and I said, Aaron, do you want me to just add a few jokes to make up for this guy not being here? And Aaron said, no, we've got something better. <laughs> it's a Saturday night at Wiley's in Dayton, Ohio. There's a crowd full of adults sitting around a wooden stage, a stage that has one stool and a microphone. Most people would be nervous to stand up and perform, but this isn't 19-year-old Ryan Haroff's first time being a vet at stand-up comedy. Uh, actually, I started when I, well, I started, with air quotes, uh, when I was 14. Uh, it was my, my eighth grade talent show. It was my, it was my first ever set, because like, I had known I wanted to do it since I was in like first grade, mm -hmm. but 
uh, I didn't have any jokes to tell. And then the summer before my eighth grade year, I actually wound up falling off a zip line. And then the winter before my eighth grade year, I snapped my collarbone in half skiing. And so I had two just crazy stories. And pretty much like looking back on the video, it was terrible. But what I did was I just got on stage and I just told the stories without any sort of embellishment. And people laughed at it and I was like, all right, cool. And then the next year I had, it was like, oh crap, now I have to actually write jokes. Ryan got involved in local comedy clubs around his hometown of Dayton before coming to Athens. Once he came to OU in August, he joined Blue Pencil Comedy. He felt it was a good way to share new jokes with a friendly crowd. Yeah, I've, been, I've done, uh, I want to say every, at least every other week. I try to do every week uh, with the Blue Pencil Comedy Group here on campus. They're a student-run organization for people interested in stand-up. Uh, it's definitely like it's it's a really good atmosphere because everyone in there is supportive and we're all interested in helping other people like no one's trying to outdo the others and on top of that because we're in the same room every weekend and it's a lot of repeat audience members which is awesome it encourages you to try new stuff and like write new material because when you're moving around from different locations it becomes very easy to be like all right this month i have these 10 minutes and that's all i'm going to do but here, you ha every week, you got to have at least one new thing, otherwise they're going to get bored. Tom Wade, the president of Blue Pencil, welcomed Ryan in his experience of four years. He believes that Ryan brings knowledge and great techniques to the group. There's, there's a lot that stands out about Ryan, because usually when people come into Blue Pencil, like, you... I, I've just, I've never seen anyone at Blue Pencil with, like, for, with, like, more than, like, four years of experience like usually people start and it's their first time doing it as like freshmen or sophomores and then they get like three or four years of experience and by the time they're seniors they've had that but like Ryan came in and he's been doing stand-up since I think he was like 14 or something and as like this little kid and I I, I did stand up very for like a little bit in high school but didn't have it nearly uh, coming into my freshman year not nearly as much experience as he does and he is his technique is like uh, like super refined like he's a really he like he's a very very good storyteller and he's very and he like has like a sort of style of storytelling that's really well suited to stand up. Ryan also stands out from other young comedians in Athens because he's gone beyond the stage. He developed a DVD and a CD to promote his show and get his name in the comedy world. And there was a point where I decided like alright I'm starting to get hired as a headliner in like smaller venues like I would go to a moose club or like to a VFW or whatever and I would be like the the closer. I was like this is awesome but every other closer has merchandise at the end of the show. I want to have merchandise. And I realized like I, I would have the I could have an opportunity to perform an hour which I had never done before. I was like and I'll have merchandise at the end of it. So I went to a friend of mine who's a film major and I said hey I want to do this can you make me a stand-up special? And he said, yeah, I can do that. Uh, here, let me go to some of my classmates. So it was literally like just friends of mine and then friends of his with their cameras and their computers and their microphones. Following his passion from when he was such a young age, proves how Ryan stands out from other local comedians. He's created a brand for himself by producing work of his sets and by joining local clubs to practice his work. With all the experience, it's clear why he gets so many laughs. For the outlet... I'm Maddie Young. That's it for our show this week. Thanks for joining us. 
The Outlet is co-produced and co-hosted each week by me, Grace Warner, and Abby Grise. We're edited by Atish Badia, Susan Tebbin, and Allison Hunter. Adam Rich is our technical assistant. Our theme music is performed by Ryan Gabos. Subscribe to The Outlet on SoundCloud and iTunes or find us online at woub.org. You can also follow us on Twitter at Outlet underscore WOUB. We'll be back next week with more stories from the Athens and Ohio University communities. Thanks for listening.